not at the track? The Hot Pass Racing Network puts you at the track with ARCA and all the major NASCAR series. From Daytona to the final checkered flag, the Hot Pass Racing Network is your inside pass. All right. Welcome back to the Ready Mag Live show, guys. And, uh, just reeling from the clash the other night, Saturday night, and uh, pretty much what the show is going to be about today. Also, uh, in that, we've got Denny Hamlin, who won the clash, and also Daniel Suarez, who won the Mexico Series. Uh, we've got Kyle Busch, finished second. Joey Logano. Had a little scrap with uh with the uh young guy there in the number fifty four, uh driving for Gibbs. Looks like a little controversy may be going. It's mighty early in the year, be hollering with Ty Gibbs and arguing back and forth. Also we got Ryan Blaney, last year's uh NASCAR champion. So we're gonna start off uh this morning. Uh, we're going to play, actually, in this one sound clip, it's 12 minutes. It's Kyle Busch, Joey Logano, and uh, Ryan Blaney. Here we go. Bush, driver of the number eight, and uh, driver of the number 12, Ryan Blaney. Uh, we'll open it up for questions in just a moment. Um, Kyle, and we're also joined by <laughs> driver of the number 22, Joey Logano. Um, we'll open it up first for questions. Uh, we'll start with Jeff. Should invite the top 16. It's a long walk from the garage. <laughs> yep. Kyle, you've podiumed in all three of these. Why? why? I don't understand. What, what Are you like master of quarter-mile tracks or something? <clears throat> yeah. Uh, I wish I was better, uh, to tell you the truth. Uh, second, third, second kind of hurts. But, um, you know, just I don't know what it really is. You know, it's just uh, tight nature, tight bull ring kind of stuff. And the things we all grow up doing, you know, with uh, Legends cars, late models, all that. And, um, you know, always kind of enjoy getting back to those every once in a while whenever I can. Last year, I remember I went up to uh, New Hampshire and, and ran a late model race at a tight, big quarter, small three-eighths mile racetrack and um, finished second there, too. So second stuff sucks. Cool. We'll come out front to Lee. Lee Spencer, Sirius XM. Ryan, could you have ever imagined A, having to take a provisional and B, coming all the way from last to where you finished on the podium? Well, yeah, I mean, the plan was not to take a provisional. It's just uh, uh, our group was pretty slow. I guess we just couldn't go. And um, Yeah, so we're lucky we got in the race. And then, uh, you know, we did a good job all night just kind of staying clean. And our car was fast, too, to kind of just drive up through the field. And a couple of restarts went our ways to where kind of our lanes went and just um, – had a shot. I got a terrible restart in the last one, but I probably wouldn't have won anyway. But, uh, yeah, coming from a long way back, so it's fun. I, I think every time I've been here, I've been spun backwards about two or three times, so it's nice not to have that uh, at the last one. So it's good. We'll come up front, and we'll go back to Jeff. Um, this is going to be for all three of you since in the last three years you have raced the Clash of the Coliseum. So I just wanted to know if you had anything in particular that you like about racing here. I mean, I, I think it's interesting. Um, it certainly lends ourselves to a, a different demographic as well as a, you know, a different venue as well and being in a stadium like this. So uh, it kind of opens up the box a little bit on where else we can do uh, events like this. So I think that that's been a real test of whether or not, um, you know, we're capable at, at these types of tracks. So, um, you know, it always kind of turns into a little bit of calamity there. Uh, did a little bit 
there towards um, the end. You always kind of expect that, but uh, fortunately for us, we were on the okay end of it. Yeah, no, I agree with Kyle, right? It's a different demographic and, um, you know, the way that they kind of pulled the trigger on today, you know, trying to get it in. And, and I think that was really smart by NASCAR. And maybe it doesn't show in the stands, right, just because of what it was. But uh, I think it's a lot of support. And then also have the NASCAR Mexico Series here, too, I think is as good as well to, to kind of grow their side. So, yeah, just a neat area to do it in. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'll just ditto uh, a lot of it. Um, yeah, I, I think it's very entertaining. Uh, sometimes it's real frustrating when you're out there because uh, it's, I mean, it's a tight boring and you got big cars and they're sliding around and especially on refires with old tires, you're sliding a lot, but it's, uh, I know from rewatching races and sitting in the grandstands for one of the, uh, uh, LCQs last year, a couple years ago, it was like, this is really entertaining to watch. Um, becomes pretty crazy at the end, obviously. Uh, but you kind of see that. I think we were actually a little better than we were last year. We'll go to Jeff, then Daniel, then we'll go up to the press box. Yeah, for um, Kyle and Ryan, um, I guess since you were sort of closest to Denny uh, there on the on the final restart, what what was going through your head there? I mean, were you were you thinking about you know just knocking the crap out of him or anything like that, or um, why? why? It's Denny, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, take me through that, I guess. Um, yeah, I mean, I got a decent restart on the final one and then I got a pretty good one and two he kept having issues of left front lockup and sliding off the bottom pretty bad so I knew that that was going to open up the door uh, for an opportunity and I got to his side off the middle of two but I just I never had any acceleration off the corners I could not get my forward momentum started Um, and so that was kind of my hindrance and so as bad as he was on entry I was as bad on exit you know but um, if we could have had, you know, three, four more laps or whatever, I felt like I, I would have had enough to be able to get close enough to uh, to make a move. But, um, you know, you're also – Blaney was really fast. He might have been better than I was, so I was probably going to have to play defense on him. So it was just going to have to see how it goes. But um, glad it ended when it did. <laughs> we'll go to Daniel. <laughs> Uh, Daniel McFadden, friendstretch.com. i got, got two questions first. Uh, Ryan, did you, apparently you thought that Denny jumped – the final restart? Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, by a few feet. I, I mean, and obviously he kicked my ass on the last restart, so I'm going to say he jumped. But I thought it was a few feet early. But, yeah, it didn't make make a difference. Okay. All right. And, and this one, this second question, kind of going off of hers, if this was the last clash at the Coliseum, how would you guys sum up this three-year experiment in South California? I mean, I'd say it was a success. Yeah. Honestly, like, I think all three years has been received really well, and yeah, okay, the racing side can get a lot of a lot of chaos at points, but I think everyone enjoys it. Like the fans enjoy it, and it gets good coverage. I, I think it's, it's been a success. I, I don't see any negative sides to it, really. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was net positive. I said that the first year we came out here that uh, the old car would not have allowed for this type of track, but this car lends itself to having the opportunity to bump a little bit and not crush fenders and, and noses and tails and things like that. So, um, you know, overall, what happens from here, where do we go? Who knows? But, um, you know, if, if we can find other venues that will put us in, uh, it would be pretty cool to do. Yeah, my, the experiment was a great success, and we proved that we can do it anywhere. Um, I said the first year we came here, I mean, it was a huge win for the sport. And, um, you know, now that 
you know, we've raced in one of the most historic stadiums in, in the world. <laughs> it's pretty cool. So, uh, you know, I think you can pick this up and place it somewhere else if, if you needed to or something completely different. We've done crazier things at this point, right? It's dirt races. There's little small tracks like this, street races, you name it. We can do it. We'll go up to the press box. Any questions? Okay, we'll go in the back. Um, Rob Edelstein, TV Guide Magazine. I'm figuring that you've all seen the um, Netflix show. Just want to know, since these things are always so creatively edited, this is for like all three of you, how do you think you each came across, and are you happy with it? I came across amazing. <laughs> I think I was the star of the show. So, how about you guys? I loved watching you in it. <laughs> right? I loved it. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I thought it was, you know, I, I thought it was... You know, pretty good and, and showed people a different perspective of or gave people a different perspective of the you know the, the at-home life and then the pressures of the final 10 weeks of the year you know and, and the ups and downs and the positives and negatives you know it, the playoffs are pretty brutal right and I think it, it it put a lot of emotion on where these teams and drivers are at you know and, and whether you're a diehard fan or a brand new fan I think it uh, gives you something kind of neat to learn um, so yeah, it was it was great. And obviously, I can say I liked the ending because the ending was great. But um, I thought they did a good job with it. And Netflix, I, I thought they did, and hopefully, it keeps going. I wish they did it one year sooner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, of course, he likes it. <laughs> he won the championship, and it's cool. Uh, I had a hard time after the second uh, episode watching myself get knocked out of the playoffs again. And at that point, I I couldn't watch anymore. <laughs> I couldn't handle it doing it again, but. Uh, I will say it was, I mean, it's a huge win for the sport, for sure. Uh, when you see it there in the whatever top five or so in, on the Netflix shows and how many households that, that reaches can only be good. Um, it seems like the response has been pretty positive. So um, really good, really good. Wish it was one year before. Uh, we'll go back to Jeff. You know, watching it from up high, it felt like, you know, I, I feel like it felt like the veteran guys like you guys were trying to walk the line of being aggressive and using the bumper, but not so that you're going to use up any, you know, favors that you need later in the year, like for an exhibition race. But I felt like maybe some of the younger guys were um, a little more aggressive and may have gotten some little rivalries going. Um, is that in your mind as you're, you know, as you're making those moves? Are you are you trying to walk that line? Do you care? Is it is it expected that you're going to get moved and have to bump people out of the way? I mean, you, you try. Um, you know, I mean, you, I mean, the, the racing is usually an eye for an eye more times than not. Um, or trying to come out, with, you know, with some explanation of what happened and mistakes are mistakes. And uh, I mean, here obviously lends for a lot of things, and I've been on both ends of it. Um, I got, Kyle, I got Kyle last year, so is still owe him. Yeah, he does. Uh, but that's, uh, I mean, it's part of racing here, and you you try not to, right? Because you know, yeah, there's bigger races down the line, but sometimes you're in a bad spot, and you just make a mistake. That can happen too. Yeah, or or it's just flat out aggressive and doing that type stuff. And I don't know. Been an awkward flight home, huh? Could have. We'll play cards and laugh Just all the way home. Joey will laugh the whole way home. You what? Nothing. 
<laughs> Shit, I didn't hear. Um, no, you I mean, that, that. There, there was a couple moments there. Like I was running with um, with Truex, and he was behind the. I think he was behind you, and he was holding up the lane, the line, and then he kind of got a little bit of separation, and then Truex kind of was holding me up a little bit, and I got a couple good runs off of the corner to make up a just, and then bombed him and you know, tried to do it early enough on the straightaway that then he was like, okay, it's happening, you know, and uh, just concede the position. But um, so it depends on who you're running with. I mean, a lot of those guys don't – they probably haven't learned any respect over the years in the series that they race, and it's kind of found its way to our series, unfortunately, um, on times. Okay, we'll take one final question in the back. Brian Twining, Bestbirds Media Group. Um, just kind of knowing how aggressively people drive here, do you try to prepare for this race by intrinsically telling yourself not That's to That's a big upset? word. I don't think we know what that word means. <laughs> <laughs> do you try to convince your, yourselves not to get too upset <laughs> you. when, when people yeah. bump and bang you? Dumb that down. Um, None of us went to college, man. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, yes, you, you've kind of come in here with the right mindset. I mean, you do your homework and you do your study and stuff like that. If you watch the races from the years before, you know, you see that it's a little bit like that. So you just have to be mindful that it's going to happen and, you know, not lose your cool and not have your helmet fly off um, and just, you know, keep working and repay the favor if needed. Thank you, Kyle. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Joey. We'll see you in Daytona. Thanks. At times like this, I think how lucky I am to be a NASCAR Winston Cup driver and how fortunate I am to have a great sponsor like Napa Auto Parts because Napa understands quality and value and the importance of having a friendly, knowledgeable staff. And it's at times like this, looking around at the empty grandstands, and listening to the silence of pit road that I realize I'm at the wrong track. All right, hey, it's still good to hear uh, Rowdy Bush still kind of giggle when he comes in second place, but he still don't like it. Uh, he's uh, and, and, and another thing, guys, going into this this. Daytona 500, we've already got controversy. We've got uh, Ty Gibbs and Joey Logano pointing fingers and getting each other's face. So it's going to be interesting how they're going to shake that out at Daytona. But our next guest, guys, and we're going to get to uh, Denny Hamlin and Daniel Suarez here after Bill. But our next guest is a guy that puts on the best tailgating show in every NASCAR event he's at, Bill, 38 Mafia. Welcome, Bill. Hey, Rowdy, how you doing today? I am absolutely pumped for uh, Daytona, man, Speed Weeks. And actually, uh, you're on your way now, aren't you, Bill? I am making my way there. I am, uh, I'm actually about, about 100 miles outside of Daytona right now. I'm, I'm doing some work, but uh, I got stuff is already there, the uh, equipment we need. And, man, I'm just uh, looking for this Friday to get here as quick as it can so we can get in and get set up. So, uh, Bill, what kind of let's walk us through what's going, what you got going on, and then we'll just try to get everybody some kind of direction where they can find you. But I don't think it's that hard to find. But tell us what you got lined up, because I mean, you're you're already 
I might as well say you're already there. You're in the state of Florida. <laughs> yes, I. They let me in the Sunshine State last night. So, <laughs> um, you know, this year we always have something going on. A lot of just impromptu stuff. But this year, some some of my uh, some of my buddies and some of the folks said, "Hey, man, let's let's do some things." So, we kind of put together some theme nights. Uh, we'll start off on Sunday. We'll do a Super Bowl party. And we've been doing that for, you know, the last couple of years whenever it's appropriate. But uh, Red 38 will throw down some food, and everybody brings a covered dish. And everybody in the infield is welcome. You know, we are uh, – we're a – how do I say this? And everybody's welcome private party, so to speak. <laughs> but, yeah, so bring a covered dish. Come on by. We'll get the TVs up. We'll watch the Super Bowl. Um, Monday, we'll just kind of iron out some details, take a little break, just, you know, visit with everybody. And then Tuesday night, we're going to do a Mardi Gras party. Wednesday night, silliness, it's crazy hat night. It's always funny to see what these people come up with in the hats, whether they make them, buy them, or what have you. Uh, Thursday night, I don't know where this popped into my head, but we got pirates and pajamas or pirates in pajamas, and I've heard people buying pirate costumes. <laughs> Everybody's sending me messages, so <laughs> it ought to be pretty goofy. Um, and then uh, Friday, uh, Friday's uh, Cowboy Day, you know, um, we'll do some country and western music theme, I guess, and then our good buddy John McKinney will play some live music uh, after the track activities on Friday, you know, probably about 9, 9.30, wrap the night up that way, and then you know, just all week long, we'll just uh, we'll be going at it, having a good time. Um, two things I probably can mention, hopefully. Um, for the last couple of years, we've been trying to not only have a good time, but maybe, you know, support a good cause. And um, there's a fellow named Chuck that is uh, representative for the uh, uh, Navy League of Daytona. And we do a little fundraiser stuff for them, just, you know, our our, our Friends dig in their pockets and put a little money out. And then uh, a project this year that is uh, near and dear to several of my friends who are military is Operation 22, uh, which helps support uh, and combat, uh, I guess, the fact I'm, I'm, I'm learning more about it, that I think every 22 minutes that uh, there's some sort of uh, suicide attempt by veterans. And so we're trying to raise some money for that. We've got some things going on there. Uh, so, you know, if people want to get involved with that, we welcome them to come out and do that. We like the fact that we can, you know, maybe do a little good for somebody. You know, Bill, uh, if, you, if you're there hanging out tailgating, sometimes and pretty much every year the th- uh, Thunderbirds come by, the group that th- does the flyovers, and last year, they had three extra minutes to show off, and that don't sound like much, but when you're in one of those fast fighter jets, they put on an amazing show. Oh, my goodness. You know, uh, one of my buddies, uh, you know, put together a clip in his excitement. You know, he put together a little video clip of music, and he had, I didn't know why, but he asked me to send him some of those videos that I had, and he put it on there, and, yeah, it's uh, – how do we say it on the radio? It's just bad. It is absolutely bad what those guys can do in that plane, and they go, you know, doing that razor cutting through there, and then all the different formations. It's a sight to see, man. So, uh, Bill, another thing I, we really had we've talked about it, but I hadn't really told you I've got commitments. But if everybody will get on your 
uh, Facebook page. The it's Red Thirty Eight Mafia. Isn't that correct? What a group? Yeah. Now, now what you got to do is it, we are a private group, so you know you got to send me a request to join the group. And the group page is really just for all of us that have been there or what have you to to communicate and learn about these things uh, that we're doing and you know just a way for us to all stay in touch. You know uh, because. Not only do we do two races at Daytona, we do Homestead, we do New Hampshire, and we do two races at Talladega. So uh, we have been blessed with friends all up and down the East Coast. And, you know, there's some guys that show up from Colorado, uh, you know, in Talladega, and we only see them once a year. But, you know, it's, it's like it's just like having family come in. So we definitely, uh, you know, use that for everybody to stay in touch. So well, you can uh, you go know. out and look for Red 38 Mafia. And then when that emblem comes up, you just send a request to join, and I can take care of it. You know, when they come, Bill, you, I mean, the music's great. You do a great job with the music. I mean, you, you, you go from one extreme to the other, and it don't seem to bother nobody. But uh, bag toss, you got cornhole. Uh, I mean, you got all kinds of stuff going on. I mean, people sit around, talk, have a good time. Get, you know, Bill. I can honestly tell you, I see coming to your place. I see my friends more than I see most of my family members. Now, how that <laughs> happens, but is that not the truth, Bill? I mean, as long as you've been doing it, I mean, look at your Talladega family. We're at Key West, and all of a sudden we're walking down, and somebody, oh man, I can't believe it. <laughs> so, <laughs> Absolutely, that was. Uh, I did. I, I was greatly enjoyed our opportunity to go to Key West with you uh, for for a couple of days. And we did. We ran into our Talladega neighbors, totally unplanned. But um, that's the beauty of the NASCAR people and, uh, you know, the attitude that they bring, the, the the quality friendships that you can develop. I've been blessed. I've been going on 16 years. I mean, you know, here you and I got to go to Key West together and hang out and just Man. all because I met you at hanging out at Red 38. And, Bill, it's been a great relationship. I mean, really, if, if you say, hey, I – why should I come to the race? I don't have nobody. I don't know nobody. You don't know nobody because you hadn't got to the race and tried to know anybody because it's, it's, it's as easy as falling into the next campsite. They could be your friends for the rest of your life. So Bill, Absolutely. here's a, here's the thing that people keep asking me the location. I, I know if you go in the tunnel, the tunnel, the main oh. tunnel road leads from tunnel to tunnel and they they got to pass you. Yeah, you have to pass me. A lot of people, um, again, this is just a bunch of local guys, and I'm kind of the ringleader that, that this party's been going on for 16 years. Um, it's not anything that's advertised with signage or anything like that, but there's just a big white tent that you're going to see uh, about oh, 500 yards before you turn left to go into the fan zone and, you know, the driver lots and overflow and all that stuff. We're on your right. Uh, up against the fence uh, of Lake Lloyd. Um, the other good indicator is is there is a shower house and, and restroom facility right across the street from us. So if you're driving all the way in or walking in or on the tram, you know, just look, just be looking along the fence line at Lake Lloyd, and you can't miss the, the big white tent and, you know, all the activities going on. And if you get hungry, Scott on the grill, he's always got something absolutely wonderful. Yeah, we- we learned a long time ago that, you know, when, we, uh, when we're drinking all that refreshing iced tea, that we need something to eat. <laughs> so, I, again, 
friendships. One summer uh, in July uh, at the race, when it used to be in July, he was across the street from me, and he and I struck up a friendship. And he's like, Bill, I'd like to go. I'd like to go do this with you because I, I, you know, he loves, uh, you know, doing the ribs and the brisket and the and the pork butts and you know all the other things that he does. And uh, he he goes to every race with me except New Hampshire because it's a really long haul for him. And um, just I think we've got everything we need. He makes some great pork rinds. Uh, Bill, I was headed to Michigan, and it early one morning, and I knew where a Walmart was just right off the interstate. And I jump off, run in there to pick a few things up. And this lady, she's stocking the shelf about one thirty in the morning. I said, "Hey, ma'am, where's the meat skins at?" <laughs> she looks at me, meat skins, meat skins. <laughs> I don't know if we got any meat skins. Well, some other associate walks by, and she hollers at her. Hey, we got any meat skins? And she walks down there, and they're both scratching their head. And I said, pork rinds. Oh! <laughs> but Scott makes some absolutely wonderful pork rinds, meat skins in my world. Yeah, he does. He, and, uh, you know, I talked to Scotty a couple of days ago, and, you know, he's, you know, make, again, the the rub that he puts on them, the, his seasoning, it's, it's all uh, homemade and, you know, does it all himself. And, you know, he was telling me that, uh, you know, he's actually prepping that stuff right now, so it's as fresh as can be. You know, those things aren't but about, I don't know, a day or two old by the time you get them. And, uh, man, they're good. Hey, listen, he spends a lot of time to make that food taste absolutely perfect. Oh, yeah, he does. He sure does. We're lucky to have him. We're lucky to have him as a friend there and, uh, you know, to hang out with and, and cook for us and, you know, keep us going and, um, it's just it just adds to the overall environment. Well, Bill, uh, like I think I mentioned it, if we're going to kind of do, and it's hard to set. I hadn't got to schedule, but we're going to do pop up shows every day at your place, kind of what we were talking about from Wednesday down to Sunday. Uh, I've got drivers and I've got some Xfinity drivers. I've got some truck drivers. And I've got some uh, several ARCA drivers that are going to come out and maybe sign some autographs and do some things. So with that being said, when we get the time and we know when the drivers are coming out, we we can post it on your your page and mine. And hopefully, which, I mean, people walking by, they're they going to know what's coming and they're going to stop by. So uh, word of mouth will get out. I'm looking forward to it, Bill. We're just down to days now for you. Well, you're, you're there. For me, I'm down oh, to days. I- Absolutely, I am. Uh, I'm fortunate that my line of work on a uh, on a regular basis lets me travel a little bit, and uh, so I decided I would work my way into Florida a little early, uh, so I can get here and maybe maybe take a day off and just enjoy the Sunshine State and relax. But I am just really looking forward to you know getting in line up Friday morning and start seeing everybody. Hey, you know, there's one more thing that we're going to do, and uh, on Thursday and it's going to be in the afternoon, is uh, we are going to do uh, bourbon, blues, and cigars. So uh, if you're out and about on Thursday, uh, late morning, early afternoon, stop by. We've got uh, got a couple of nice uh, bourbons coming in, and uh, we're going to sit down. All those guys that like to enjoy that, that's something special we're going to do. Um, so I'd like to extend that invite out as well for everybody. That sounds good there, Bill. That that absolutely sounds wonderful. Hey, it's going to be a busy week, Bill. 
looking forward, like always, to a full house there, man. Everybody has a great time. I I, I, well, I highly recommend everybody to come and just drop by and, and say hey to us because we're camped right across the street from, from you also. So we're, we'll be back in the same spot. Well, good deal, man. Again, uh, to everybody that hears this, everybody's welcome. Stop by, say hi, um, you know, uh, and just uh, let's grow the – the NASCAR camping community and uh, our friends at the Red 38 Mafia, and uh, just keep on having a good time and uh, enjoy what's hopefully going to be a great 2024 NASCAR season. Maybe we'll have some good action this week and uh, some good weather. Absolutely, uh, it's it's February. If you snowed in up north, tired of cold weather. The Rolex 24-hour weather was perfect, Bill. So. I mean, I see us having another great week. From what I can see in the long, long term, it looks great. Yeah, it sure does. So, but Bobby, it's hard. I it's been, you as it, always. Yeah. Thank you. Hey, Bill, as always. Absolutely. Same thing. Can't wait to uh, get with y'all, hang out a little bit, have an adult beverage okay, together. You let us know uh, when you're going to pop up and when we need to do a show, and we'll be there and be ready. All right, hang on just a minute. I'm going to kick this on, Bill, and I'll holler at you in the green room just a minute, okay? All right. All right, everyone. Bill from Red 38 Mafia getting us ready for the Daytona 500 and Speed Weeks 2024. Man, it's here. I'm excited. But uh, Daniel Suarez, they brought the uh, NASCAR Mexico Series to the to the Coliseum, and uh, Daniel was a lucky winner. We got Daniel on in the deadline room. Let's listen to Daniel. Good evening, everyone. We are now joined by King Taco La Batalla. We are now joined by King Taco La Batalla en el Coliseo winner, Daniel Suarez. Estamos aquí con el ganador de la King Taco La Batalla en el Coliseo. Daniel, um, you know, you're kind of back at your roots. You know, you started in the NASCAR Mexico Series and what was that like to be back with, you know, your old competitors, your old team, um, and just win the race here? Yeah, it was, uh, it was definitely very, very special. Um, for, for, for some of you guys that uh, know me, you guys know that uh, this race means a lot to me. Uh, oh, man, I, I forgot I was going to wait. That's <laughs> but okay. anyway, That's um, okay. and, uh, yeah, very, very happy to be here. Um, I, I knew that this race was a very very big deal for uh for 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 nascar mexico and and for nascar here in the united states and uh and not just to have the opportunity to compete but but to have a, a competitive car and and uh and finishing in victory lane is uh is quite special bueno daniel acabas de ganar eh, en donde empezó tu carrera en nascar que se siente llevarte la victoria el trofeo y de poder correr por lo menos una carrera más con la serie mexicana Sí, es un, es un sentimiento muy bonito, muy especial. Eh, como tú sabes, es uh, para mí esta oportunidad de, de, de volver a correr con, con mi equipo de NASCAR México, el mismo equipo que me vio crecer, el mismo equipo que, que, que me dio una oportunidad hace 13, 14 años y, y eventualmente pude, pude hacer el movimiento a los Estados Unidos y, y llegar a Cup Series. Es, es muy especial y no solamente eso, pero poder ganar la carrera con ellos una vez más 
quién sabe, tal vez es la última carrera que voy a hacer en Nascar México, tal vez no, pero ganar con, con gente en la cual aprecio demasiado es, es muy especial y, y el, sinceramente el estar aquí el día de hoy, esto significa igual que, que ganar una carrera de Cup Series para mí y, y muy, la gente que me conoce sabe que no estoy mintiendo cuando digo eso. All right, we're going to open it up to questions. We'll start right back there. Um, Alan Basiahi, Net25. Daniel, obviously, you got the result that you wanted. But if we were going to go before the race and presented you with the question, which would, which would be more difficult, driving in the rain or driving a day ahead of schedule, what would you have answered and why? Listen, um, every, time, every time that there is, uh, th there is rain in the area, uh, there is a lot of unknowns, you know, and there is, a, uh, as a race car driver, you know, you... you You, 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 you want to control things and you, know, want, you want to predict things and, and you want to be ready. You, know, you prepare yourself physically, mentally with food, sleep and everything. And, and when, when it's raining and when you're waiting and waiting, it's, it's never fun. It's never fun. I, I have done it so many different times and it's never fun. So uh, I want to give a lot, a lot of credit to, to NASCAR and, and to uh, our uh, broadcast partners uh, for adjusting. You know, for adjusting. We know that There's going to be a huge storm uh, starting tonight, uh, pretty much for the next few days. Um, so if we were not making this move, who knows we're going to be racing. And, and who knows if we were, if, if we were going to race. So uh, huge credit to NASCAR uh, and to, to the broadcast partners and, of course, to the fans that they show up last minute. Uh, I had a lot of, a lot of friends that uh, they were not supposed to be here today, and I had to text them, call them, and, and they, they ended up showing up last minute. So uh, I'm, I'm, glad, uh, I'm glad that we were able to adjust. Aquí adelante. Hola Dani, Cari Jicotenca de Claro Sports, es un placer volver a encontrarte después de que dejaste México. Y bueno, 2014 también ganaste aquella presentación en Phoenix con el equipo de Jimmy Morales. Sigue demostrando que tiene la mano, ¿no?, para poner eh, carros ganadores. Sí, definitivamente eh, muy contento y muy, muy orgulloso por, por la oportunidad con, con, uh, con Jimmy Morales. Eh, tengo que agradecer a, a, a NASCAR, eh, a Trackhouse, a a NASCAR México por darme la oportunidad eh, obviamente también a, a Quaker State, a Freeway Insurance y, y toda la gente que, que me apoyó para poder estar en esta posición porque obviamente no, no es fácil obviamente se requiere mucho trabajo, hemos estado trabajando en este proyecto por, por un par de meses y, y hacerlo bien se requiere, requiere tiempo y, y bueno, gracias a Dios tuvimos el tiempo y, y el apoyo para hacerlo bien Oye, aprovechando también con Jimmy, hablábamos acerca de lo que será esta temporada 2024, grandes cambios en tu equipo, eh, probablemente los mejores que tendrás para proyectar grandes resultados, nuevas victorias. ¿Cómo te sientes eh, del proyecto que ya estás comenzando prácticamente en Daytona en, unas, en unos días? Sinceramente, eh, este 2024 me siento muy, muy contento y muy ilusionado. Eh, me siento como hace, como en el, el año 2021, de hecho, me, me sentía exactamente igual porque el, 2000, el año 2020 fue un año muy duro para mí eh, y el 2021 regresé con Trackhouse reforzados, hicimos muy bien las cosas. Así me siento este año. Eh, a pesar de que el día de hoy no tuvimos eh, el día que queríamos, tengo un equipo fuerte y yo lo sé y, 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 y vamos a demostrarlo con, con, como va pasando el año. Eh, tenemos trabajo que hacer, eso lo sabemos, pero... Pero tengo un equipo fuerte, ya lo veo, ya lo, estoy, ya lo veo venir. Eh, la organización que tenemos, cómo estamos trabajando. Es cuestión de tiempo para que se cansen de hablar del carro número 99 en la Cup Series que vamos a estar ganando carreras. All right, we're going to go up to the press box. 
Sexton Yellow NASCAR.com. Daniel, congratulations on this. What was it like getting back behind the wheel of a car like this? And did any memories come back once you kind of got situated in, in, in the car? Of course, many memories. Uh, many, many memories. It was uh, it was very special. Um, as I mentioned a little bit ago, you know, to have a NASCAR Mexico Series race the same day, the same weekend with the same fans, the same event than the Cup Series in Los Angeles uh, Memorial Coliseum. I don't really know if this gets any better than this. To me, this race of NASCAR Mexico is as important as winning the championship for the NASCAR Mexico Series. And you can ask this question to any driver that races full-time. It's a, it's, it's a big deal you know, to race here. And for me to have the opportunity to race with Jimmy Morales, uh, Trackhouse gave me the opportunity, Quaker State, Freeway Insurance, it's, it's, it's very special. It's very, very special uh, to be here and, and to perform this way and not really to, to end up with a super cool, authentic uh, trophy. You also, sorry, you also um, talked about for the last couple of years just how significant the L.A. market was to NASCAR to be able to get out, celebrate a win, and hear the cheers from the crowd. How, how special was that moment to be able to soak that in and share that? Yeah, it's uh, super special, you know. Um, I knew I knew a lot of fans were gonna were, were gonna stay along uh, after the cup race and uh, and and I wasn't surprised. But when I when I got out of the car and I saw the Daniel Suarez fla- uh, flags and, and 99 flags, it was it gave me goosebumps. You know, it, it gave me that happiness, that that reason why I do this. You know, I do this because I love competing. I love I love racing. I love so much. And you know, racing. This is something that happens in many sports, but racing, you lose way more races than when you win because you, you are competing against 40 other drivers. And, uh, and sometimes you have to be very, very tough, you know, mentally to be able to overcome so many different challenges. And, and when you are able to achieve the ultimate goal, which is winning a race, and you have a, 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 a crowd, a fan base like that cheering you on, I mean, they were at least a, you know, a handful of thousand people out there with Mexican flags and Daniel Suarez flags, is something that is very hard to describe. You know, it's, it's very special. I think we have one more up in the press box. Luis Torres, the podium finish. First of all, congrats on the win, Daniel. How It's going to be in English and Spanish the first in English. How gratifying is it to win? Of course, you have that cup win at Sonoma a couple of years ago. How worth does this rank, knowing that you have a lot of people that were supporting you, especially that got here in such short notice? Yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously the, the win at Sonoma is, it was it's hard to match, right? But uh, but this win is definitely is definitely up there. You know, it's uh, it's, it's a lot of every, every win is different. This is the beautiful part about racing, and, and the the beautiful part about competing is that. You can win 100 races, and every single one of them is going to mean something different. It's going to have a different flavor. And this one is, is unique. You know, I guarantee you that I'm going to continue to win many races this year. Uh, that's the plan. And, uh, and, and, and every single race is going to have a different flavor. Um, and, and to be able to win here, in the, in, like I said, in the, in the series that gave me that opportunity with the team, with my mechanics, is very special. It's, it's, uh, it's very, very special. And... Uh, and I can't wait to continue to, to grow, to continue to, to, to always move forward and, uh, and to have more moments like today. 
Qué importante era ganar con José, obvio, estaba parte del equipo de Dracos y como él estaba en general, me has mencionado que es significa ganar con la gente que conoces. Sí, es, es un gran significado. Eh, me siento muy orgulloso y afortunado de estar en esta posición, de representar a, a un gran equipo como, como lo es el equipo de Escuela Telmex y Jimmy Morales, a Dry House, a Quaker State, a Freeway Insurance y, y a muchísima gente que me ha apoyado, no solamente hoy, pero a lo largo de mi carrera. All right, we'll continue right up here. Uh, Crystal Clay, RacingRefresh.com. I know you kind of touched on it a little bit with your own fans and fans with the Mexico flags, but out of the three years that you've been here for the Clash, what have you noticed about the fans in Los Angeles, both in the grandstands and walking around the Coliseum? Honestly, they make me feel like home, you know, and that's something that I'm not surprised. You know, Los Angeles is a... Uh, is, uh, it's an amazing place. It's a place that I, I personally I enjoy coming so much, and and the reason of that is because people here made me feel like home. You know, there, there is the the population of, of Latinos of Hispanic is, is is very very big as we all know, and uh, and to race here in Los Angeles, uh, I mean, if you ask me, then are you surprised that there were so many Mexicans and so many Mexican flags and Daniel Suarez flags? I'm not, you know, but. I'm saying that in a very humble way, and, and the reason why I'm not is because I feel like I'm racing at home. You know, I feel like I'm racing in my house, uh, in, in home, and uh, and that's very special. You know, um, I hope that uh, that I have uh, the opportunity in the future to have a lot of more nights like like tonight because it's, winning is very special. But to have the support of people, of my people, supporting me the way that they did at the end of the race is is something that is very hard to describe. All right, we'll go right up here first, and then to you. Felicitaciones, Tocayo, a Daniel Olea de Zona Deportiva. ¿Qué tanto influyó el hecho de que ya has corrido en esta pista como una ventaja sobre los demás competidores? ¿Y cómo mantienes esa hambre, mentalidad de triunfo? Te Acabas de ganar la batalla en el Coliseo, y te escuchamos ya pensando en un trofeo grande, comenzando en Daytona. <laughs> Estoy enfermo. <risa> Me encanta competir y, y, y esa es la verdad. Yo creo que por eso estoy en, en la posición en la que estoy. Me encanta competir y es algo que me siento muy afortunado de, de tener ese algo adentro de mí que, que me encanta competir y, y, y me encanta hacerlo de una forma fuerte. Eh, me siento muy afortunado, obviamente, de tener grandes equipos conmigo, trabajados, grandes patrocinadores, eh, Jim Morales, que me, que me ha apoyado desde que tengo 16 años. Eh, Carlos Eldim y muchísima gente eh, me siento muy afortunado y, y bueno cuando se trata de la pista es, es, es muy difícil porque la pista realmente la, la pista es nueva la pista se, se la destruyen y la vuelven a hacer entonces cada año cambia un poquito eh, entonces a lo mejor ese, esa pequeña ventaja que yo tenía en, en, uh, en, en saber un poco la pista, a lo mejor ellos la tenían en el lado del carro, porque el carro el carro ha cambiado muchísimo en los últimos 10 años, frenos, transmisión, dirección, eh, mucha tecnología, que hace 10 años no se tenía. Entonces, yo creo que se balancea eso, ¿no? Eh, y las, la, la realidad de las cosas es que los pilotos de NASCAR México son muy buenos. Entonces, esa pequeña ventaja que yo tenía, 
de conocer la pista, después de la primera práctica ya se acabó, porque ya todos entendieron la pista, se acoplaron. Entonces, esa, esa, esa ventaja realmente dura una práctica. Eh, y ya después nos empezamos a, a nivelar todos. Pero, pero bueno, eh, sinceramente, muy, muy contento de estar aquí. Eh, eh, contento de, de, de poder haber ganado un trofeo tan bonito y, y tan emblemático eh, eh, aquí en Nascar México, en Los Ángeles. Y, y espero que, que sigamos celebrando este 2024 muchas, muchas victorias como esta. Right up here. Uh, AJ England, uh, Felicidades. Um, you and, and Trackhouse and Justin are going to get a lot of credit, Team Chevy as well. Uh, but there's a gentleman that's a leader within your organization. It seems like every young veteran that he's able to help develop really thrives, um, and that's Ty Norris. I saw him downstairs earlier, and he was all smiles. He was giving fist bumps and celebrating. This was before the race even started. Um, are you able to share what your relationship with Ty has been, and maybe, if so, how he's helped you grow? Yeah, man. Listen, Ty and I, we we have a very special relationship. Um, back in back in 2020, uh, he he reached out to me and <clears throat> he told me about this project that he had with uh, with Justin Marks uh, called Trahouse. It was a piece of paper. He came to my house and it was a piece of paper and. Uh, and and I and I bought in, you know. I bought on him, and I and I bought on on Justin Marks, and and it was very special, you know. It was very special to to be able to to believe in a, in a piece of paper. Uh, I remember several people, including my dad and and my manager, they told me, Daniel, because we had other options as well. Uh, maybe we should go somewhere else, and. Sometimes I, I trust my gut feeling a lot, and uh, and and on Trahouse, that's exactly what I did. I said, man, my gut feeling is telling me that Justin and Ty, they have the experience, they they really want to do it right, and it may take a little bit, but I think we can do it. So, anyway, you know, we we've been we've been through a lot together, and uh, and and to to be able to call Ty, not just a boss but also a friend, because we've been through a lot of tough times, but a lot of good times as well. It's, it's very special. Any final questions? Dani, tengo que preguntarte esto antes de irme. En México dicen que cuando el río suena es porque algo lleva, ¿no? En las últimas horas se anuncia que probablemente NASCAR pueda ir de visita muy pronto a México, ¿no? Regresar por ahí a la Ciudad de México. ¿Qué opinas de esto? Obviamente sé que eres un entusiasta y que darías tu voto a favor. Se me, se me pone la piel chinita cuando dices eso. Eh, sinceramente ha sido algo que hemos trabajado por mucho tiempo. Eh, para mí sería un sueño hecho realidad. Eh, NASCAR aquí en los Estados Unidos eh, se ha enfocado muchísimo eh, en, en, en cruzar fronteras, eh, no solamente con México, pero con Canadá, eh, Sudamérica, Europa, Asia... Eh, NASCAR está creciendo mucho y, y obviamente no es secreto que, que el, el mercado latino es un mercado muy muy importante para NASCAR y, y se han tenido muchas conversaciones sobre eso eh, no te puedo decir que sí, no te puedo decir que no pero, pero sería un sueño realidad para mí y, y, y ganar en casa imagínate Uf, ahí sí me volvería loco pero, pero bueno, eh, vamos a esperar que, que la gente que está realmente trabajando en esos proyectos cierre las cosas y, y ojalá que que, que pronto podamos tener buenas noticias. Bueno, muchísimas gracias y felicidades. Gracias a todos. All right, Daniel Suarez. Uh, man, I tell you what, what a decision, uh, the right decision to go with Trackhouse. 
that group is serious about winning some races. Uh, just go to Holler Parade and look at their rigs. If you're, if you're in the infield around, go by and look at their motor on. Go by and look at their equipment. They are serious, serious. Not to say everybody else is not, but their stuff is top quality. Dan, Daniel and Ross, uh, they they can win at any race. Uh, Chastain's coming off of a win over in Phoenix. I mean, uh, Ryan, he didn't like him because he was racing him. But, hey, look, Chastain's got to win a race. He needs to win a race. That's what those sponsors are paying for. I, I wouldn't yield over. Now, if I'd been in tenth place, I'd have yield over fifth place. But racing for the for the for the win, it's okay to be the champion, but you don't have to really win the race that you're racing to be the champion in. All right, guys. Uh, Denny Hamlin, will he ever be a champion? That uh, Cup champion. This year'd be a good year. It looks like he's off to a great start, winning the Clash. Uh, He's got the best equipment of everybody, guys. Let's listen to Denny in, in the, uh, I think it's going to be completely English, too, also. So, if you're not on my TikTok page, guys, if you're not on my YouTube page, scribing, you don't have to, uh, you, you don't, we're not charging. Just hit that subscribe button. Let's push that. Pays my, for my agenda. I'm making a little money off TikTok to buy half a tank of gas. I want to buy two tanks of gas. And all you got to do is go and like my stuff. It's all about racing. Tonight's race winner, number driver of the number 11, Denny Hamlin, to the stage. Denny, this is your uh, fourth clash win and first at the Coliseum. Um, thoughts on tonight's race? Yeah, uh, exciting from my standpoint. Um, yeah, it was a perfect day. I mean, it didn't. We didn't lead every lap, but uh, certainly a perfect day in the sense of uh, you know being fastest in practice and fastest in qualifying, and then winning the race. So we haven't had too many of those in my career for sure. And um, you know, the clashes, obviously, the other ones that we had won were at they uh, at Daytona. So to knock off another venue where we've uh, won is obviously very special. We'll start up in the press box with Bob. Yeah, Denny, I'm just curious how your shoulder's doing and whether it was worse or better than what you thought was going to be. I appreciate your concern, Bob. It's, it is. It's very good. Um, I, uh, yeah, you know, we knew that this race was going to fatigue it a little bit. Adrenaline is such a factor. I mean, like, you know, last year, even though it was really, really bad, it's uh, adrenaline once you get in the car. It's just it's a lot different. These guys hood up. I can sympathize with that. Um, but, you know, overall, I, it feels better than I thought it would, uh, considering you know, how far you have to crank the wheel at this racetrack. Uh, but, it, you know, the race is just short enough to fatigue it a little bit. So when I get to Daytona, it'll be nice and strong. Cool. Go to Jordan and then Daniel. Jordan Bianchi from The Athletic. Two questions. Uh, first question, it's easy to dis dismiss this race and say you won this race, the exhibition, et cetera, et cetera. But you look at Joey Logano two years ago, wins this race, wins the championship. You look at Truex last year, wins this race, wins the regular season title. Is there any correlation or anything that you can take away from this that applies to that, or is this just a happy coincidence? Yeah, I mean, it's tough to say. Um, I got a sneeze. It'll happen in the next 20 seconds or so, but I'm trying not to get too far into my thought before I have to stop. <clears throat> but I would say you know, this track does 
there's some correlation to some short tracks that we run. So it's not like a complete throwaway that um, we don't have any idea whether we're going to be good or not. I guess the correlation would be for me personally is that, you know, the first year here we had some, you know, issues and our setup wasn't very good. Then we went to the very first Martinsville spring race and we're terrible also. And then when we ran really good here last year, we went to the spring race at Martinsville and ran really, really well. So I think there is some small correlations that seem to, um, you know, be, you know, somewhat, substantial i mean it's i always said there's not really i don't know you've seen different circumstances where someone wins you know this race and then they're near nothing happens in the regular season right so it just seems like the last two there's been something now is that a clash thing uh because it you know it is a short track i'm not really sure but certainly believe that you know I, i've told you guys that this year i'm really optimistic about this season and how much we can win and what is the challenge of starting restarting behind your teammate in a late race situation, and especially a teammate that doesn't have a lot of experience? And it's a physical race, and not wanting to rough them up too much, and what that line is. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, I, I certainly knew, you know, Ty battling for his first win. I wasn't going to do anything to try to compromise that. Um, luck, I was just a lucky, you know, I drew the right ping pong ball and the circumstances that happened off the turn two uh, with him and Joey, and it just kind of opened up the bottom for me. So, you know, I was really fortunate. I didn't feel like I really knocked anyone out of the way in the second half of the race. I mean, surely there was some bumper, bumper tag, uh, but man, once you get in that sandwich and you're getting pushed from behind, so you're pushing the person in front of you, it's almost like you, you can't stop it. Like, it's, it's just interesting how it all plays out, but my goal was certainly to not have contact with Ty or affect that just simply because of, you know, it's a kid's first opportunity, real opportunity to go, to go win. But also I'm going to do everything I can to win in, in a very fair manner. And I feel like that's what we did. We'll go to Daniel, Zach, then Jeff, then in the back. Daniel McFadden, FrenchStretch.com. We've got two questions. Uh, with Given how quickly the rescheduling happened today, what do you think the vibe was out there, mm-hmm. given the last minute of nature, the crowd? How, how did it get, come off for you? I, I think we should consider tonight's success, only because if it didn't happen tonight, it was not. I just don't think it was going to happen at all. And so while you know there would be some people that are upset about not being able to use their ticket for tomorrow, they weren't going to use it Monday either. So, mm-hmm. and and then Tuesday, I'm not sure was an option. It, it just was. This thing was just going to snowball into. Uh, a really st- straining the teams, um, all the people here at the Coliseum to have to get this thing converted back over. Um, tonight was the only option to get this thing in, and I'm really happy that NASCAR you know make unprecedented changes to to make sure that the fans at least saw a race. And if this is the last clash at the Coliseum, we go somewhere else next year. How do you sum up this initial three year experiment? I think it was a success. I mean, certainly you can't argue it from a viewership standpoint. Um, I, I certainly think that, you know, it, it's got merit in going different places, but I think LA, LA was very good to us. Um, and, and I think we were good for this community as well. If you look around the, the, the stands, it's more diverse than what you'll see at most race cars, at most racetracks. So uh, I think it was a win for everyone. Zach. Zach Sterniolo, NASCAR.com. Denny, um, you mentioned Ty. What did you see from him tonight? Obviously, he led 84 laps. He was a strong contender. Um, what did you see from him? And I guess as a kind of part B to that, how have you seen him mature over the last year and a half? 
Yeah, I mean, he's just gotten better, right? I mean, he's he's very young. He's he's green. I mean, he he is definitely green. But um, I have a lot of interactions with with Ty. Obviously, he you know he flies to and from races with me each and every week, and you know he he asks a lot of questions, and so that's certainly um, something that uh, it, it's going to take time, and you know, to I think he's going to have tremendous success this year. I think he's going to be part of the playoffs. I don't think there that's going to be a big shock to anyone. Um, but you know. He's far ahead of where I was when I was his age, for sure. Um, when I was his age, I, I was definitely still running late models, for sure. I, I don't even know if I'd won a late model race yet at this point. So um, he's certainly way ahead of that um, that step. And, you know, we're going to be talking about him for 20-plus years, right? So uh, he's, he's got a great foundation. He's going to be with a great team for the rest of his career. So um, he's got everything lined up right for him and it's very easy it will be very easy for him to be tough on himself or you know pick apart what he could or should have done but he's gonna have so many more opportunities it's hard to it's hard to look that far out when you're that age but he certainly needs to put in perspective that he's really making some big strides and you know he's starting to race with the big boys Going back to Jordan's question about correlation in terms of this clash and, and future success, just building momentum from this weekend, how significant is that for the 11 team to start off on the right foot? Obviously, it's been a great couple of years, the last couple, uh, really for the last five or so, six or so years uh, for you and this team. But um, to build momentum tonight into this season, how significant is that? Yeah, I mean, it, probably the 11 team is the only thing that really got anything out of tonight. Uh, you know, realistically speaking, I, I even mentioned on another interview that. Like if your favorite driver didn't even make the race, I'm not really sure it's a huge deal, right? It just isn't. There's only one winner that comes out of this weekend. I mean, ask how how he feels about it. He's just like probably, eh, you know. I think he was on the podium last year, and there's just not much correlation. There is some, but not a lot. And so there's there's only one winner, and certainly it's the the 11 team tonight. And uh, we got a few new members on our team, both on the road team and engineering. So uh, to break them in. Uh, with a victory, uh, you know, we spoil them early. We'll go to Jeff, Lee, and then in the back. It looked like every corner your car was smoking going into the corners. <laughs> how did you not, you know, how did you win the race in that with your car not being able to turn that well, I guess, and, and how did you not get run over by Kyle yeah. on the last restart who said in here that he wanted to knock you out of the way if you had a chance? Yeah, I mean – I didn't know it was locking. I mean, I, I could feel it locking up, but I didn't see the smoke or know how bad it was. And with these cars, it's just it's it's the configuration of the track, right? We're, we're braking heavily and we're starting to turn. And once you take the load off the left front, it's it, it smokes it. And if you smoke it one good time, that thing has a flat spot. So as it goes around and you go to the next corner, it's going to find that flat spot again, and it's just going to keep making it worse. So once I did it one good time that was it. You know, I was, I was destined to do it just about every corner unless I really backed up my braking and then I was going to get run over anyway. So I just said, screw it. You know, hopefully the tire stays together. Um, I've got to smoke this thing to keep my entry speed up high enough to where I don't get pummeled. And, you know, fortunate for me, Kyle was behind me. There was probably no other person, a teammate or not, like there's no other person I'd rather have third in that situation because he's just always been super fair to me. Go Lee. Lee Spencer, Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. Sorry if I, this was asked when I was outside, but um, how does the shoulder feel, and does winning kind of, you know, cure some of those ailments? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, it feels good to me now. I mean, certainly I can feel now I kind of let things go. It's it's or it's it's aching and whatnot, but like that's very normal. I mean, when I do PT, it aches the next day as well. So it's all just part of getting better and stronger. And you know, I found while running the sim that this race was far more strenuous than a Las Vegas or a Daytona will be. So I think that we've we've kind of passed the test that we're going to be good to go to start the season, and you know, it's certainly not going to be a factor for the 11 car. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll go in the back. Um, Alan Basiahe, uh, Net25. Uh, compare your thoughts after uh, lap 10 restart versus lap 1 restart. And also, if there is a second season of NASCAR full speech, should this race make it uh, be a feature? <laughs> yes, certainly. I mean, yeah, the, the, the collaboration between the city and NASCAR over these last three years has been awesome. And it would be great to see that, I mean, there's probably very few people, right, um, that – you know, they watch that series on Netflix and, and know that, hey, by the way, they built a track inside of a football stadium as well. So, you know, that's not part of the story. But certainly I think that it just gave the fans just a little bit of taste of what this sport is about and what it can do. And um, I think there's still really a lot of stories to be told. And so I think, you know, more than likely you'll you'll see something like that again this year. And uh, this is a great opportunity to, to tell the story about L.A. and that collaboration. Uh, are you talking about the end of the race? The ten? To, yep. Uh, I mean, it's so different because each situation is different. And um, I only controlled a couple of the restarts, but obviously I, I didn't do a great job because I kept overshooting the corner, and then that's when I flat spotted the tires. But I mean, I was nervous. I, I just, you know, not nervous like oh, I'm excited and worried about making a mistake. I was more nervous as I'm going to get knocked out of the way here. Like, I just knew that, well, we're up front again. That's just going to wait on the, you know, as Jeff Gluck would say, the piano would fall right on top of us and the roadrunner, and boom, there, there we go. So um, I just think that, uh, you know, you've, when we've had as bad, much bad luck as I have, you always kind of wait on the, the bad shoe to drop. But I, I just, it was, it was fortunate for me to be in the situation I was. And had I, would I be able to get around the 54? Had he not had the issue right there in the first, no way, right? But it just, I was able to capitalize on that opportunity when it happened. So um, the restarts are tough, especially at this track where you have high braking. You know, the, the second and third place car don't care about your agenda, and they're just going to run through you and force you up off the bottom. And that's how most of the passes get made here. We'll go to Brian, then Rob, then we'll wrap with Daniel. Congratulations, first of all, Denny. Um, did you notice any discernible difference with the new Toyota body style uh, versus the previous two iterations here at the Clash? No, not really. Um, I, it's There's not enough corner speed to really tell. Um, you know, we'll, we'll get an indication of kind of like drag at Daytona, right? We're going to get an indication of downforce when we get to the mile and a half racetracks. But certainly feel like it, it had a lot of speed, right? We, we got on the pole by more than a tenth on a track where everyone runs nearly the same speed. So I think that uh, it, it obviously, they spent a lot of time between Joe Gibbs Racing and Toyota and 2311 developing, you know, this new XSC. And obviously it's one for one now, but I still think it's too early to really draw any conclusions to, you know, where it's going to be better. We'll go to Rob. Uh, Rob Edelstein, TV Guide Magazine. Um, another question about the Netflix show. You were um, a big part of the uh, the early part of it, uh, 
first, were you happy with how it all came out um, in terms of how you were shown? And if you had the editing pen, what would you have changed? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think that there was when you set out from the very beginning that it's going to be X amount of episodes, this amount of time per episode, they got to get through, they got to get through the 10 weeks. Right. And so you average that out. That's two weeks per episode. Yeah. There's a lot that goes on in that two weeks. Right. And so, um, but you also just, if people want more, that's a good thing. Like, I think that they're like, what I'm saying is there is more stories to tell. And when this, then comes back around in a year or so, you're probably going to see maybe some different characters in it. You're going to see more in-depth, um, you know, information and things, you know, more lifestyle stuff from other guys. And so I think there's um, there's a lot to tell. I mean, even from the technical aspect of it, um, you know, we didn't tell a whole lot of the stories of, like, what makes these cars go around in circles every single week. You know, what you see on Sunday is just the end product. What goes into all that is um, – it's it's amazing to see hundreds of people that all have a hand in making those cars, making the show happen. And that, even from NASCAR standpoint, what it takes to put on the show, right? Um, I think that uh, there's a lot to tell, and certainly, but I thought it was a very good snapshot of NASCAR, and it kind of told a story of we raced for this long, then we have a playoff, and then here's how the playoffs work. That helps with the with the new NASCAR fans that like it essentially was about four hours of a NASCAR 101, you know, for, for any newbie that had, you know, just, Hey, I don't want to, I, I, I want to, I don't want to watch a race cause I don't know what's going on. If you watch that, you're going to get a, now you're going to know when you flip the channel, kind of what's going on in the middle of the race now. So that, I think that accomplished that. And, uh, you know, hopefully in the, in going forward, they, they have another one and you'll see even more stories. We'll wrap up front with Daniel. It's only been five days since the series debuted, but I was wondering, like, in your role as owner, have you heard I – mean, and we've we've heard some data about the, the shows, you know, top five in the U.S., top ten in the U.K., stuff like that. But in, in your role as an owner, has have you heard from NASCAR any really concrete data about how many people have consumed this just out of the gate? And did you have any idea, what, like, what their expectations were going in? To this week? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the only data I have is, you know, my social media, and I would think, you know, most of the avid fans probably follow me in some sort anyway, right? What I've seen is just a big jump um, of, of following over the last five days, and when you look at the area where they're from, their gender, all that stuff, it's it's a different crowd. So I think that uh, certainly it's it's getting out to people that probably have not seen NASCAR before from what I can see. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Uh, congratulations, Denny. We will right. uh, see you in Daytona. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Denny Hamlin. Hey, listen, if you haven't watched uh, full speed on that NASCAR full speed. You, I, I like it. I introduced it to someone who had never been involved in racing, and they really kind of understood a few things of why we do enjoy racing. So I think it's going to be great for the sport. Now, am, am I ready to see some more drivers? Yeah. 
I, I, I finished it up last night. You know, I, I've never been a Netflix prescriber, but now I am. So with that being said, it's, uh, it's worth it. Plus I've got to lay around on a rainy Sunday day and watch some, some movies on it. So it was a win-win situation. It made me want to jump over there and spend some money with the people that help make this all possible. Uh, Will Denny Hamlin, that's the question. Will Denny Hamlin be a, a NASCAR champion? I think kind of brought that up earlier. He's He's been on the verge, and he's been fighting for it, but that hadn't been there. So Red 38, we've got a lot of special things going to be going on, and we're going to involve TikToking on on this, doing lives at Bill's. Uh, got drivers coming out. He's already secured us a golf cart, so it looks like things are going to start Moving on, the Coliseum, will they come back to uh, the Coliseum out in uh, California? I think it's been great for three years to expose NASCAR, but I think you need to go to another marketing spot where they don't have a track in a state where it's not racing, you know, and they expose them to it where it's easier to go and see a track. So, uh, guys. You're not subscribing to my YouTube page, hit that subscribe button. Uh, follow me. It's going to be an exciting season. We got some new stuff we're taking out for the top of the weekend. Frank Killer, the uh, president of Daytona, should be on. We should have him where we can play him on Thursday night. He's a busy man. A lot of stuff goes on in Daytona. They're getting ready for what we would call the Super Bowl of Motorsports in Daytona. It's a great American race, Daytona 500. Hey, you know we got tickets to give away. We got all the information on that. Trivia, trivia, baby. Thanks for tuning in and keep that light shining.